God, you do us good today. You're amazing, God. You're great. We give you praise because you do that which amazes us every day. We bless your name. Thank you because we know you're here with us. And we confirm your word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Alright, it's good to sing. Um, it's good to sing. Bible talked about it's recommended in the Bible that in the word of God that we should make melody. Singing is part of worship. It's part of your Christian duty to sing. So it's very important that you sing. Um, but we also need to learn how to live life. Praise God. And that's the reason why we share the word of God. We discuss the word of God. Praise the Lord. And um, for a little while now, we have been looking at Genesis chapter 20. Um, as we look at a broad topic as uh, mind shift. We have been looking at how to live where we are right now. And in our minds and you know, begin to think differently. So we're having a mind shift. We're looking at the um, character of two um, people. They are twins. Um, so, they are twins that had different outcomes. So you now begin to wonder, born on the same day, I'm a twin myself. So, um, when I look at my, I have a twin sister, I look at my twin sister, I like, you know, you know, Naturally, we are born on the same day, so it's expected that we should become the same thing. But we are seeing two different people um, born on the same day, having a different, having different outcomes. So, for a while now, we started looking at their story and um, how it applies to us, how it affects us. Genesis chapter 25, uh, verse 20. Can you take from verse 20? We we'll read now. He said, um, "Oh no, go back." He said. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of the 12, the Syrian of Padanaram, the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. Uh, by the way, this lady stayed 20 years not having a child. And the Lord was entreated of her and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. All right. Uh, 22, and the children struggled within her, and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. This is where the story starts. She went to inquire of the Lord, and God told her something that is interesting. God saw a picture that any natural eye would not see. God saw uh, the, the, by, by scan, by the scan of God, there was a revelation that is interesting that came up. If it's a natural scan, we see something else. But let's see the spiritual scan that gives us a true understanding of this thing. He said, and the Lord said unto her, to what? Please, I want you to take this teaching seriously. He said, and he said, two nations are in your womb. Two nations. He said, and two manner of people shall be separated from your bowels. He said, the one shall be stronger. We're, we're going to look at that today. He said, the one shall be stronger than the other. Take note of that word, stronger. Strength. We will analyze strength today. We will look at what, what it means to be strong. He said, the one shall be stronger than the other. And the elder shall serve the younger. Very interesting scripture. He said, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now, please, the names of these children are Esau and Jacob. It doesn't take God anything to say Esau shall serve Jacob. If God did not say Esau shall serve Jacob, then I told you last week and I'm telling you again, this scripture does not mean that Esau shall serve Jacob. Esau was not destined to serve Jacob. Esau was not programmed to serve Jacob. I know we have, we have, we have, we have, we have had lots, we have had lots and lots of teachings on this scripture. We have had so many explanations of this scripture. And at times, when we are reading this scripture, uh, when we are reading, talking about the life of Esau and Jacob, we do not even need, because we've been taught from Bible school or Sunday school, at times we do not even engage our minds. We just read through. We just, it is, we, we interpret it based on what we have been told. 
you are going to have a mind shift. So I want you to open your mind and see what Bible said. He didn't say Esau shall say Jacob. He didn't say that. Uh, he said, he said the one shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. Okay. Okay. The first thing we need to see in this scripture is that he said two nations are in your womb. Two nations. He did not say two individuals. He said two nations. He said, and two peoples. How can you call one, two people or call them nations? And so from the very first three weeks or two weeks ago, we told us that Esau and Jacob or the, the children in the womb is a prophetic vision, a prophetic picture of the nations of the world. When you look at the womb of Rebecca, what you will see is not two individuals. What you will see, you are actually seeing the nations of the world. Esau and Jacob, they represent the people of this world. All of us here. So, in the womb, we are seeing the nations of the world. So, we are seeing um, Esau and Jacob are going to be models. They are going to be patterns in which the nations of the world will take after. If you look at Esau and Jacob, you would actually see the story of the nations of the world. If you look at Esau and Jacob, sitting right here, you will see our own story. The narrative of those two children and what they eventually became in life represents a story. If their narrative, if their lives represent my story, then before I ever live my life, I should study their story. I should know what happened so that I know how to help myself. Bible said, not Bible, sorry. Um, um, a wise man said, um, 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 you don't live by experience. How do they say it? He said, um, you live by other people's experience. There's, there's something that's, you know, so you don't need to live by your own experience. You live by other people's experience. You should live by other people's experience. So, that's what we are trying to do. So, we are seeing a prophetic picture of the nations of the world. We are seeing a prophetic picture in the womb of you and I. Can we go ahead? He said two nations. No, no. Go back, go back. I'm, I'm, I'm staying here for now. And um, He said, and one shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. Praise the Lord. Um, so, okay, let's continue. Let's see verse 24. And when her days were come, read 25. 25. And the first came out red, 26. And after he came out, 27. Where do I read? Okay, now let's stay here. Please. He said, and the boys grew. And the boys grew. Look at that. And Esau was a cunning hunter. Esau was a cunning hunter. A man of the field. He was a man of the, he used to go to the bush, you know, um, uh, and hunt. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. This is where we're going to stay today. Then we'll go back to uh, 22. He said, Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. When the boys grew, two of them took different directions in life. And the two directions they took are very important. It's important we study the directions they took because it will help you as an individual to be able to know. Please, Listen, it will help you to know how your life is going. What are the directions they took? One was a cunning, or rather a skillful hunter. A translation says a skillful hunter. He was a hunter that knew what he was doing. Now, so we'll look at what a hunter means. Who is a hunter? 
Who is a hunter? Who is a hunter? Sorry? Someone that someone that goes and kills wild animals. He goes to get wild animals, kills wild animals. So he was a hunter. He was a hunter. The other was a plain man dwelling in tents. Now, how do you become a hunter? Esau, Bible said, was a cunning hunter. He was a skillful hunter. For you to be a hunter, one of the first things you need to do is that you must be able to locate your prey. Nantelope, tiger, hippopotamus, ape, whatever it is. You must be able to locate your, your prey, rabbits, whatever. So, one thing that a hunter, one thing that is characteristic of a hunter is intelligence. Every good hunter must be very, very, very intelligent. I want us to see who Esau is. Very intelligent. You know, you don't have to go and, uh, you know, there's a way you can go and you chase the animals. You won't kill any. So you should be able to locate their track. You should be able to enter and like, you know that, you know some people, they will just see something, they will tell you that um, rabbit just passed through this place now. They will look at the excreta and tell you that yesterday, one antelope passed through this place. Have you seen such people? They are intelligent. They are very intelligent. Every good hunter must be very, very, very intelligent. So Esau was an intelligent man. Esau was an intelligent man. He could tell you that this track, if you stay by this place good enough, you are going to get to... Alright. Esau was an intelligent man. He was a skillful hunter. One other thing with um, a hunter is that every hunter must be, apart from intelligent, you must intelligence, you must be someone that you are able to aim. You are able to aim. If it is catapults that you are using, if you can do that, you can shoot. You can do that. You know, some people they will see the bed. They will shoot, and it will go some other way, and the bed will fly. The bed will fly off. They are not. They don't. They, they don't have the capacity and capability to be able to aim. Praise the Lord. So apart from being intelligent to locate your prey, when you have found your prey, you should be able to aim properly. Now, apart from aiming, the hunter has physical strength. There are times where the animal runs. You need to be very athletic. You need to be strong. You need to be strong. I'm giving you the characteristics of Esau. For this man to qualify to be that kind of hunter, he was, he was um, intelligent. He was someone that could aim properly. He was strong. Very athletic. He could have run very fast animals to be able to get them. I went to the bush once and um, we saw one big animal. Very big animal. My assistant pastor, Pastor Jude, was there too. And um, so we saw it and we like, look at, I think, which one is, um, there's, I think it's grass. Very big. So by the time we saw it, we like, look at, it was big. It was so big that it was just, wasn't running with too much speed. And we said, Pastor Jude, Pastor Jude, Pastor Jude. 
thank God we didn't have cutlass that they would have caught Pastor Jude. That, because the, the, the animal was coming past by his legs. And escaped. Coach looked at him. He was very angry with him. Was very angry. And so that animal escaped. Praise the Lord. Escaped. Now Esau is not that kind of man. Esau was someone that would not allow. I mean, from a distance he would locate it and all that. So Esau, please, ladies and gentlemen, was not a useless person. Esau was someone that was intelligent, very intelligent. He was very skillful. He was um, very athletic. He was someone that could aim. Now, are we there now? Now, but what is the, what is the, so what aim is all this stuff? To be able to kill how many animals? One animal. Praise the Lord. To be able to kill one animal. A hunter does not kill three animals at the same time. Does he? Does he hunter, how many does he kill at the time? One. In a day, for instance, he could kill probably how many? Maybe two, maybe ten in a day. So we can see all the energy that Esau is investing into getting his prey. So much. So much energy. He wakes up in the morning, does his press-ups, Hallelujah. You know, gets ready. One other thing with Esau is that he was a very patient man. You know, um, um, what's it called? Hunters are very patient. Because you could stay and wait for a while. So, he was a cunning hunter. A man of the field. Praise the Lord. He said, but Jacob was a plain man. Let's go to Jacob. Dwelling in tents. Actually, uh, Jacob was not an idol person. Jacob was what the scripture called a husband man. Jacob was a farmer. So while Esau was hunting, Jacob was a farmer. While Esau would go to the stream, if there was a stream around, and try to get fish, try to hook fish out, Esau would stay and rare fishes. Are you seeing the difference? Are you seeing the difference? Esau would sit down and rare fishes. While Esau was killing, Jacob was raising life. I told us last week that what you need is to go to the river and get two living fishes. A male and a female. And if you know what you are doing in the next three months, you will raise up to 30,000 fishes. How do I know? How do I know? Because I'm involved in it. Praise the Lord. Some months ago, we set up a hatchery facility and, uh, and all that. And, uh, and I saw the magic. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I got to know that you do not need to be near a river to raise fishes. You don't, in fact, you might never see a river all your life, but you are supplying the whole of this community fishes. As in, you have never been to a river. Do you understand? And so we set up this hatchery facility and all that, and before our eyes, we saw fries, they call them fries, little, little things and all that. And those things will grow to become table-sized fishes. 20,000 fishes. 30,000 fishes. 50,000 fishes. That's what Jacob was doing. Jacob was a farmer. Jacob was a husbandman. Esau would go and kill. Jacob would stay in the comfort of his house and raise in terms of physical strength, Jacob, uh, Esau was stronger. But in terms of results, who was getting better results? 
Jacob was getting better results. Jacob was getting better results because Jacob was employing modern technology and was getting better results. Esau, as a hunter, would have to depend, listen to this, would have to depend on nature to provide him with food. If he goes, for instance, and the antelopes do not come out, will he see any to kill? If he goes, for instance, and the water, the river has dried up, if river dries up, will he get fishes to catch? No. But Jacob does not depend on whether there is a flood or the rain fell well and all that. Jacob would just sit down and create. Esau will kneel down, for instance, and tell God, God, as I'm going out today, may I, whatever, are you getting it? You know, and stop. But Jacob will create his future. Esau could go out and get purpose in his heart that he wants to get one antelope. By the time he sees rabbit, will he say, I won't, I won't touch the rabbit, I'll wait for an antelope. Does he, could he determine what will happen? No. He was at the mercy of whatever showed up. But Jacob could sit down today and create his future tomorrow. Jacob could predict his future by creating it. Can we go ahead? Can we go ahead? So, look at this. And the boys grew and Esau was a hunter. A man of the field. And Jacob was a husband man. Jacob was a plain man that dwelt in tents. Why Esau was using his physical strength, Jacob was using his mind. Jacob was very busy mentally, thinking about new and innovative ways of getting better results. But Esau was always thinking about how to apply more effort so that he can outrun that deer. And catch up with that antelope. The challenge between Esau and Jacob was the challenge between tradition and innovation. The challenge, the competition between Esau and Jacob was the competition, was a competition between tradition and innovation. Which one will win? Which you think will win? At any particular point in time innovation will win tradition tradition tells you this is how it is done innovation seeks for new and better ways of getting results if you must win in this time you must be innovative if you must win in this time you must look for better ways of getting results if you must win ladies and gentlemen as a young person, you must evolve. You cannot be stuck to tradition and expect results. Ladies and gentlemen, Esau was stuck to tradition. He was a hunter. Jacob did not need to hunt Esau. will tell you, build your muscles. Why? Because you need muscles to pound the yam. How many of you have pounded yam here? Pounded yam. Seriously. When you finish pounding yam, it's cool, right? Very cool. For the person that is eating it, it's okay. If you have ever hustled in your life, eh? and the hustling has taken you to Mama Poots to be pounding yam. Am I talking to you? Have you seen such people? You see muscles. May God never allow you to do that kind of thing. You know, with a select sofa. Do you get it? They, you see them. And they are sweating. You would know that pounding yam is not easy. Why Esau was pounding yam with mortar and pistol? Jacob was developing yam pounder. 
Are you getting it? Are you seeing the difference? Tradition and innovation. Jacob will tell you that, or sorry, Esau will tell you that for you to be married as a young girl, we need to test your ability to pound apple. Hope we don't have such, such thinkers here. They will tell you that, you know they still do it, they will tell you that the lady needs to know how to pound. So one of the things you must do is that you must you must be able to pound pound yam and pound aku. And they'll pound it in such a way. You know, one of the tests in pounding yam aku is that you must pound it and when the thing is coming out, it's still hot. That means you must use the minimum possible time to pound it. So that it doesn't get cold. Are, are you hearing me? You must pound and the thing comes out still hot. So the test of your being a woman is that you should be able to pound it and pound it out hot. But Jacob tells you, no, 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 no. No. Just do the yam pounder thing. Just do the pounding machine and it comes out and it's still the same way. Praise the Lord. It's, it's even more. Praise God. You spend less time. So the contest between Jacob and Esau is the contest between innovation and tradition. Innovation and tradition. Jacob was always seeking for new and better ways of doing things. Esau was stuck to tradition. The Esau people are stuck to tradition. The Esau nations are stuck to tradition. Why the Jacob people and the Jacob nations are evolving? They are looking for new ways. There's innovation. They are getting new and better ways of solving problems. Jesus Christ used to stay on the mountaintop to be able to reach the audience. Today we don't need to stay on the mountaintop. We just take our microphone and we reach millions of people. Are you hearing me, ladies and gentlemen? Innovation versus tradition. Which one wins? I was discussing with a, an erudite, a, a reader, if he's in a university environment, a professor. And I don't know how we got into that. And he said that in their time, there used to be a lot of discipline. Their children are more disciplined in their time. I said, sir, how? He said during their time, and it happened during mine too, I don't know if it happened during yours, that children used to have what they call portion in their school. And they would, they would you know, you, you understand that? Did that happen to you? They will create portion for you, and you'll be clearing. You will clear. Are you getting it? They, 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 they used to have what they call labor prefects. Do we have any labor prefects here? Nobody here was a labor prefect. We, they used to have labor prefects, you know, and you know, it is the response. At times, they will tell you to uproot a palm tree. I don't know what was happening to me when I was in secondary school. I wasn't even born again then, but I hated hard labor. I never liked it. As soon as I got to JS1, um, uh, I, 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 I studied the environment, you know, before you launch it. I studied it and I discovered that there was in my school then, that we had what we call lab attendants. They call them lab boys. Your, your duty is to work with no, the, the, the um, lab technicians, you know, and all that, mixed chemicals and all that. And I said, what is the benefit? They said they don't do labor. I joined them. I said, I cannot do labor. Because each time you do it, your hand peels. There's blister. Hello? There's blister. There's blister and you, you, it hurts after a while. And I said, no, so I joined the lab. So, and so the, the, the professor was arguing. He said, during their time, they had portions. You would need to clear. You would need to. I said, sir, we don't need to do all that. We have lawn mowers. If I have lawnmower, why must my child? I said, my child, I will not, my child will not use cutlass to play. There is lawnmower. And he said, you are spoiling them. I said, I am not spoiling them. Praise the Lord. I am not. You can tell me I am spoiling them. Which is better? To use 
Learn more how to use cutlass. Jesus has talked to tradition. They will tell you, do it in this way. Do it in that way. But the Jacobs have, they have evolved. During my time in school, when I was in secondary school, I can remember, you know, I, I was good in the mathematics. I, I, I loved the sciences, you know, but particularly math and physics, I was very good. Um, I was very good in that area. So I used to like math because I would just play with figures and I would arrive at an answer and it was, man. And, you know, guys in school did not like mathematics, so I was their champion, you know, and all that. It was just like, pa, 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 pa. And I arrived. And they look at me like a big boy, like, yeah. You know, you know and all that. So I was doing all that. And, but I remember that during our time, they were telling us to learn how to calculate square roots. And they were teaching us. You don't need to teach me how to calculate square roots. Very difficult. Are you getting it? He said, you need to know. Why would I need to know when there's a calculator? Why the Eastern nations are spending time learning how to calculate square roots with their head? The Jacob nations just use calculator and they go to the next level. Somebody said, you know, yeah, life, you are, you are trying to say life is easy. Uh-huh, is life not easy before? Why do you want to make things difficult? And Esau was what? A hunter. He was suffering himself to get one catch. You do not need it. Who are the Esau nations? The Esau nations, as I speak to you right now, are still using typewriter. The Jacob nations have evolved. I don't have a problem with hard um, copy of the Bible. But you see, I like the iPad. You know, you know, you know. I, I, long ago, when before it became this popular, you know, and all that, I had one in church long ago, years ago, maybe years ago. I had one in church. And I, I couldn't believe my eyes. There was this woman that challenged me. She said, how can you be using, you know, they call it, how can you be using phone? Bible phone. Is it not the same thing inside? He said, no, you must carry Bible, Bible. Hard copy, Bible, Bible. That's Bible. He said, he said this, this, this phone thing they are doing is not Bible. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The hard copy is fine. The soft coffee is better. Yes, it is. The soft coffee. Have you ever looked for a scripture with with Google? As in you just need any 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 Bible, any any verse of the scripture at all. Papa pa, pa, it comes up. Get a Bible. Get a Bible that does not have any reference. And look for. That's when you know you don't know where John 3.16 is. So, the Esau's get stuck to tradition. Why did Jacob's evolve? The Jacob's move ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, you must come to a point in your life where you move on. You must look for new and creative ways of doing things. Okay. I told them during the workers' meeting this morning of photography. And I told them, you know, by, by this year, July, July 18th, I'll be um, 10 years married. I'll, I'll, I'll be married for 10 years. My 10 years marriage anniversary, July 18th. You know, and all that. And, you know, so 10 years back, um, for some reasons, we, did, we could not do the photo shoot, right? Wedding, pre-wedding shoot. But... You know, and so, you, you, you guys have that privilege, you know, and all that. And I love it so much. But you know, the folks like us, we really wish we got married now. Are you getting it? We really wish that the innovation that is happening now, we had it then. The technology of now, we had it then. But you can bring that same technology to our houses. 
I can have a post-wedding shoot. It must it be pre-wedding. I can have a post-wedding shoot. And guess what? For people like us now that have been married for 10 years, we can afford it more than people that are just getting married now. Praise the Lord. Because financially, we are better stable. We are, we are not as we were when we got married. Praise the Lord. Financially, we are better now. So we can afford it. If you are a photographer that focuses on post-wedding shoots, do you know you have more work than people that are doing? Do you know that? You have more work. Be creative. Be innovative. Move ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. Go to 22. 100. Go to 22. No, 23, rather. Look at 23. Let's look at this. He said, and the Lord said unto our two nations, two peoples, he said, and the one shall be stronger than the other. Now, what is strength? What, is, what does it mean? What, what do you mean? Strength is not just when you, when you flex your muscles. Strength is when you accomplish task. When you are able to carry out activities. When you are able to do work. So, between Esau and Jacob, let me ask you something, ladies and gentlemen. Who was stronger? Uh, who was stronger? Now, let me see the Esau's. No, you know, put your hands up high. No, raise it up high. Kewe, raise it up high. You, you, you change your mind. If you know, you might win them. Don't worry. I'm with you. I'm with Esau. I'm with Esau. Now we're having more hands, you know. Alright. Now, some are saying Esau. Why do you think Esau is stronger? He had physical strength. If you are talking about destructive strength, Esau is stronger. He gets you down anytime. Can beat you up. Jacob probably was a lean man that was weighing maybe 30 something kg. Sitting down at home. Friend looking. So, if you look at physical strength, yes, Esau was stronger. But who was stronger? Jacob. Why do you think Jacob was stronger? What? Jacob was stronger in the sense that he was accomplishing more results. You see? Esau, if you put a moving vehicle, Maybe those vehicles outside. One of them. Esau might try to lift it up. Praise the Lord. Might try to lift it up. And after some time, he struggles and he lifts it up. Right? Will Jacob be able to lift it up? Will Jacob be able to lift it up? What? Jacob would look at him. Go to his room. And think. And think. And when he's coming out, he has devised a jack. Are you getting it? Or a pulley. Right? And he does not even apply physical strength and the vehicle moves on its own. Have you seen the difference? So, and Bible said, and the one people shall be what? Stronger than the other. Do you know that the people that are stronger, that are accomplishing better results, they don't put in much effort. Do you understand? They don't put in more, much effort. People that, have you seen people that are hustling? Carry wheelbarrow, pound, pound, yam, do all that, do all that. Do they accomplish so much results? No. No. Don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Get imaginative. Get creative. During my undergraduate days, we want to get projects, our project done. You know, in fact, not even my undergraduate. During my postgraduate, first uh, um, postgraduate I did, I did. I traveled from Meduguri. I was I was running my master's program in uh, University of Meduguri. I traveled from Meduguri to Port Harcourt. 
to go and get materials. Do you understand that? What a waste. I traveled all the way from, I, through the night, as in night journey. I traveled, that was my first time in PH. I traveled through the night, all through the night. I didn't even know anyone in Portaco. I traveled through the night, arrived the next morning, went to Uniport, not Uniport, uh, River State University, there's Zeros or something. Uh, I went to that school, I had to go and trace one professor, or sorry, one, one doctor, you know, and all that. They directed me to here and there just to get one material for my project work. What a waste. What a waste. Do you need to do all that now? You don't. Brother Sissy, do you need to do that? You don't. Why the Esau's are still hunting? The Joseph, the Jacobs have just sat down and they have devised better ways. The one mission, the one people shall be stronger than the other. Who is stronger in reality? The Jacobs. In reality, the Jacobs are stronger. They are getting better results. Why the Esau's are stuck to the old? Now look at the next. He said, and the elder shall serve the younger. I told you, I said, not Esau. Nobody said Esau shall serve Jacob. He said, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now, so, the elder is not talking about age, not older in age. The one that is older is those that are stuck to traditions. They have refused to. Why the younger are the latest? The, the people that are bringing down new things. So in reality, ladies and gentlemen, the elder would always submit to the younger. Founding um, 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 young founder and mortar and pestle, which one is older, which one is younger? Young founder is what? Young founder is what? Pestle and mortar is what? Older. So which one will serve the other? The older must submit to the younger. Have you ever seen this phone? This, this, hello, hello, this phone that they do. Grum, grum, grum. That one is the older. Why the handsets that you have, the Android, uh, uh, iOS devices you have now, are what? Are the younger. The older must do what? Submit to the younger. It is not age. Nations that are evolving. Nations that are evolving are right now ruling over nations. They are ruling over nations that have become stuck to tradition. So the younger must rule over the older. It's not a reference. The only reason why we cannot refer to Esau and Jacob is that Esau was a hunter. He got stuck to old. Why Jacob evolved? He didn't need to. All he needed was just two fishes and he, raised, he begins to raise thousands and thousands of fishes. The older would always serve the younger. The older would always serve the younger. The older would always rule over Sorry, the younger would always rule over the younger. Did I miss it? The older would always submit to the younger. Hallelujah. The younger would always rule over the older. That is the world we're living in. That is why nations that are coming up right now Older nations are submitting to them. Listen, let me clear this. Go home with this. The concept, the concept that 
the older one should be accorded more respect. Is archaic. Is backward. Because in African setting, all you need to do is to be born first. If you are born first, what happens? You are the one that will inherit. Right? Even when you are an idiot. All you just need to do is be born first, become an idiot, and you will inherit everything. In my house, where I grew up, look, if you are older, you choose first. Did it happen in your house? But why? (laughs) Why? Why? So, the older chooses first. But you know it's not scriptural. From this scripture, it's not. Now, look at this. He said the older, the younger, who is the younger? The one that has evolved and evolved is supposed to choose first. In your office, is it the older that rules the office? Huh? The one that is older rules the office. I got a job and I got a job. I came with my first degree, you know, and all that. And I met someone there that had been working since um, 1980. 1980, and that was 2008. 1980 to 2008 is how many years? 28 years. He was 28 years on the job. And I just came in. And the very minute I entered into that office, I became his head. And guess what? He was old enough to be my father. And while I was trying to, you know, I was too, I was too emotional. So I was like, ah, you know, ah, you know. So I was still trying to ask, ah, I was still, my, my overall boss came one day and told me, I won't forget that day. He said, he said, where is, he called, he said, where is Joshua and I like, you know, after he has gone. He said, you are the head of this department and you allowed that man to leave. He said, you don't know who you are. He said, that man is a cleaner. You get it? He said, that man is a cleaner. He said, as I'm seeing you now, call him and tell him to instruct him to come back to the office right now. I thought he was being harsh, but no. Praise the Lord. And you know what? This man entered the organization as a cleaner. There was we had opportunities for him to grow. He refused. So he retired as a chief cleaner. He retired as a chief cleaner. He was still a cleaner. But I said, deep, as I entered, I was, he said, do you know what? One of the striking things that happened is that all the various heads of that department, including me, since he started since 1980, if you take it back, he's the one that trained everybody. By the time you come as the head, he will not train you on the job. So he's the one that taught me the job, but he couldn't sign. Are you getting it? He will teach you the nitty-gritty of the job, baptize you into the profession, but because he refused to evolve, he was stuck. Hello? And the older shall serve the younger. There is nothing that guarantees you a place on the top because of your age. Your age does not guarantee you a place on the top. It is your excellence, your, 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 your evolving, your embracing of new technology and new things that guarantees you a place on the top. At the top. So if you are here, and you're sitting there and feeling that, you know, I'm older than him, I should respect me. Respect is not by age. Do you know that? We're killing it. Respect is not by age. So we are going to start respecting you by your accomplishment and your achievements. So don't you know I'm older than you? You don't know? 
Don't you know? I was born in 19 and so what? And so what? What's your work? So Esau thought that by reason of his age, he would be the boss. He thought that he would just be the boss by reason of his age. It's a retrogressive culture. It's a retrogressive tradition for us to feel that the older, the better. The older, if you are older, now check two of them. Who is older? Okay, let's give you the position because you are older. No! Don't you have respect? I only respect you by reason of your achievements. I respect you because of your accomplishments. Esau sat down. Esau felt that, you know, there's no problem now. There's no wahala now. As far as I'm older and all that, I have the birthright. The birthright is mine by reason of age. And so when Jacob came to him, or when he came to Jacob, and there was a deal, a transaction. Some people say that Jacob deceived Esau. Is that correct? Did Jacob deceive Esau? Did he deceive Esau? He didn't deceive him. In fact, the person that deceived the other is Esau. Esau is the one that tried to deceive Jacob. Esau already felt, let me explain it to you, that he was the older person, so nothing they have, nothing they share left. The best right is my best right. Who go better, go better. This one, nothing they happen. You understand? That's what he felt. So he was living life like, man, no shake, man, nothing. When the time comes, I'm going to have this best right. I'm going to. That was the attitude of Esau. He felt no wahala at all. So that fateful day, listen to this. But that fateful day, when Jacob was cooking his food, and Esau came, and he said, Give me, give me from that venison, give me from that food. Jacob now told him, he said, sell your birthright to me. Did Esau agree to sell the birthright? Did he sell the birthright? He did. But, so Esau, he felt that, let me worry this guy, this guy is an idiot. The birthright cannot be sold. He felt that the senior, the person that is older, is the owner of the birthright. According to what you said, the older is the older. Right? You can't change it. He felt that Jacob was an idiot by thinking the birthright could be sold. Hello? He looked at him and said, Oh, this Jacob is not intelligent. How can you think the birthright can, can be sold? Don't you know that I am the original custodian of the birthright? Don't you know that this birthright cannot be sold? But instead of telling Jacob, he decided to keep it to himself. He now said, oh, you want bed right? <laughs> okay, no wala. No wala. Give me now. Give me. It. Jacob now told him, swear. And he swore. Why did he swear? Because he didn't think it is transferable. He thought that it was his by, by age. So, Bible said he sold it. How do I know? Because when eventually his father now called him to tell him that Go and bring food so that I'll, I'll release the blessing upon you. If he's a sincere man, what should he have said? He should have said, no, 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 father, you're missing it. I've already sold the birthright. It's not mine anymore. It's for Jacob. Shouldn't that have been what he should have said? That's, and if he's a sincere person. You know, some people are like that. When they do a deal with you, they keep to it. Even when you forget. Have you ever given some people money? You forget and they'll tell you that, no, 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 this money... You, you paid though. Has that happened to you? They'll tell you, you have already paid the money. And, and you're like, man, you mean I paid this 5000 before? It will not seem as if somebody gave you, gifted you 5000 Has that happened to anyone here? But some people, they take advantage of it. That was the kind of person Esau was. When Esau got to that point, he ought to have told his father that, oh, no, 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 I've sold this thing. But he refused. He just said, yes, the time has come for me to collect it. Did he go to meet Jacob? To tell Jacob, as soon as his father told him, 
He tiptoed out of the house and just left. Nobody had his footprints, his foot, uh, the, the sound. But unfortunately, Bible said the mother heard. The mother heard. So as soon as the mother heard, what she decided to do was to correct the wrong. One of the greatest deceptions of the Bible would have been Esau getting blessed. Because he already sold it. So the true deceiver is who? Esau. Esau was a trickster. Do you know that it takes a greedy person to fall into the hands of her one night? You must, you must be greedy. You must be greedy. Because you'll be thinking about how to guide the person. The person is thinking about how to guide you. So at the end of the day, guy man now gets guide. So Esau was the real deceiver because he felt that by reason of my age, what will be, will be. He felt that I have been destined to be a lawyer. I don't even need to struggle again. I have been destined to be an accountant. No, Wahala, this prophecy must come to pass. That was the kind of person that Esau was. He didn't know that the older shall serve the younger. He did not know. And so when it happened, it led for the eye. Hallelujah. So the older serving the younger, you must place yourself in a place where you can be of relevance. You have to put yourself in a place where people can submit to you. Don't keep clinging to the old rugged cross. Do you know what I mean? Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. It was good for Paul and Silas. You're still there. You are still there. You think that if Jesus Christ were to be around today, he'll be walking around the way he walked around then. Praise the Lord. And the older shall serve the younger. The older shall serve the younger is a principle. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to leave with you this morning. It's a principle. There is no age. There is no age. Don't bring up age. There's no age. If you can evolve in your choosing profession, if you can be a better lawyer, they will serve you. Are you getting it? Let's get new things, new innovation, new ways of doing things. There are better ways for every task. There's always a better way. There's a better way of accomplishing or achieving the same task. Better way. Better way better way. If you bring a better way, what happens? The old submits to you. I mean, if you ever use the Blackberry phone, who used the Blackberry phone? Yeah, maybe one or two. One or two. I know that few of us use the Blackberry phone. How many of you use the, how many of you know Blackberry, when Blackberry was Blackberry? You know what it means. I mean, if somebody comes, what, bold one, Oh, is it called that? It was called. Called one. Okay. What one? What is the name? Son one. Then it now became called one. Then bold one. I think it got to bold seven. Bold five. Just imagine somebody giving you, you know, maybe a young man just tells you, you know, I- I'm in love with you. Today is your birthday. And he's proposing to you. And he gives you a bold one. That relationship is broken. Bold one. But then, if your boyfriend or your fiancé gives you a bold one, you know that he has paid your bride price. You can never say no. Never. How can you, how can you reject that relationship? Your father will not be happy with you. Somebody that can buy you a Blackberry phone, and the younger shall serve the, and the older shall serve. Today we have 
Today we have little things. Cheaper. Are you getting cheaper phones? At less than less than three times the price of all those Bolt 3 and Bolt 8. Cheaper. And the older shall serve the younger. Go with this today. It's a principle of life. They will submit to you when you bring out something new. In your tailoring, as you're sowing, there's a new thing you will bring out and the old will submit to you. In whatever profession you're printing, there is a new, you, you, you told me about something, is it D, D, D1? No, there's something as I, I was talking about D1, DI. What, what did you call that? No, there's something as you talked about. Is direct imaging the highest now? There's, there's one of that innovation you talked about. I said you go to worry to go and do. Huh? Uh-huh. There are new things. There are new things. Why the Esau's are still stuck to the old? The Jacobs are bringing down new innovation. And I tell you something this morning as we round up. We are a church of young people with young minds. Let's embrace the Jacob lifestyle and bring out new things. Bring out new things. I see you. I see every one of you looking beautiful. Somebody took time to, to get these new things. We have seen bald-headed women that do not have hair, not even one hair. You will see their long hair now. Have you not seen them? Don't you think some of them are in church today? They are looking absolutely pretty. Somebody brought out Brazilian. There's Peruvian, right? Somebody brought out these things and they are looking absolutely nice. They are looking nice. And the older shall what? And the older shall serve the younger. If you bring out a new innovation, they are going to embrace it. And for every new thing, you will have better patronage. You know, when, when we were growing up, they used to have um, Jericho's. Did your mother do Jericho's? Maybe your big auntie. Can you remember those Jericho's then? They are still doing it now. Are they? No, I don't think so. Jericho's now. That same way. I mean, if you know Felix Liberty. Do you know Felix Liberty? <laughs> huh? Not that one. There's a better one. How come nobody has Jericho in church today? I thought they don't do it anymore. Listen to me. Tell your neighbor, and the older shall serve the younger. I didn't hear you say the older shall serve the younger. Make a demand upon yourself to bring out something new. Rise up on your feet. In ministry, in your business, in your singing, in anything you are doing at all. There is always a new thing that God wants to do. He said, behold, I do a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. 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 Thank God for the spirit of innovation. Thank God because we are breaking away from tradition. Thank God because we are getting better. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Talk to God this morning. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. We are a creative people. We are an innovative people. Father, help me. Help my mind. I am breaking out. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we give you praise. We bless your name. Your results will show you for me. In the name of Jesus. Esau is a great man. 
very great man, a great accomplisher. Very great, very great, very great. In his time, he was the greatest. Until competition showed up. When Jacob showed up, it rubbished and mesmerized whatever achievement he thought he had. You will survive competition. You will rise above your equals. You shall be the head and not the tail in the name of Jesus. You shall not be stuck to the old. You shall not be stuck to tradition. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You can